welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast, a podcast about sharing stories on the struggles and successes of real life healthy living for the family. From easy ways to eat more colorful foods to finding your happy movement. Cut the baloney of the food shaming or the guilt of eating certain foods and keep the focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hey everyone, today we are celebrating. We are celebrating National Registered Dietitian Day. (laughs) I laugh because did you know it was National RD Day? I am sure only about 50% of dietitians are aware of this so-called holiday. I mean, if there is National Donut Day, why not have National Registered Dietitian Day? And let's celebrate today with some drinks and dessert with your favorite dietitian, whomever that may be. And I hope you know of or a, a few dietitians. This is my passion for this podcast, sharing not only easy, sustainable, reasonable, and fun wellness tips, but to introduce you to other awesome dietitians. Everyone needs their own personal dietitian that fits for them. And there are so many RDs out there that specialize in specific areas that tailor to their clients. And that is why our profession is so unique. Maybe you are struggling with your hormones or making peace with food or just want to feed your family healthy, nutrient-dense foods and whatever your needs or goals may be, there is a dietitian out there just for you. So today, I'm going to feature my six lovely RD friends that have been on this podcast. I will give you a snippet of each of their conversations. And if any of this interests you, feel free to go back to the episode and listen. But first, let's get something straight. What is a registered dietitian? Is that the same as a nutritionist? Are the two titles interchangeable? I think I have been called just about Everything from nutritionist to nutritional expert to food police to dietary and more. Let's stop. But first, let's get the facts straight. All registered dietitians are nutritionists. However, not all nutritionists are registered dietitians. And that's where the educational backgrounds gets a little sticky. Okay, so let me break it down for you. The path to being a registered dietitian is pretty clear. According to the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, a registered dietitian nutritionist, those credentials are DN, are food and nutrition experts who have met the following criteria. There are four main steps in completing this professional path. The first one, complete a minimum of a bachelor's degree, accredited university or college, Two, complete an accredited supervised practice program. Okay, that's also known as an internship. And there are many parts to that in lovely internship. This program typically runs six to 12 months in length. And basically, it's just another year of school that you have to pay for and get accepted to. And it is very competitive. <laughs> that is one part that I'm glad to be over with and so happy it worked out for me. Okay. Three, pass a national examination administered by the Commission of Dietetic Registration. And fourth, the final, which we still have to keep doing, is to complete continuing professional education requirements to maintain registration. 
And FYI, in the year of 2024, dietitians will be required to have a master's program. So um, let's make note of licensure because in some states, a license is required to practice medical nutrition therapy. Licensure establishes rules, regulations to ensure the integrity and competency of dietitians, and it also helps investigate complaints for unprofessional conduct. That was a lot to take in, okay? Now, <laughs> let's jump over to what a nutritionist is. In the United States, the title nutritionist may include an individual with a broad range of credentials and training. Okay, so that may include an eight-week online course with no degree that would grant an individual the certificate to call them a nutritionist, or it could be very in-depth educational background studies such as having a master's degree in nutrition. And that is where the path gets a little gray. But it's interesting to be in the know of the professional's background. So with that, let's hear the best tips from our own dietitians on this podcast. We begin with Amy Kreese by Nutrition by Amy. We talk about hormones and fad diets for this episode. And also on the side, I have my own business called Nutrition by Amy, where I work with people one-on-one -on -one depending on their concern, what they're trying to work on. And that's something I created within the last five months or so. And it's been a really nice mix and then really fun so far. It's much more convenient. I, I feel like healthcare will eventually all become virtual because it's so much more accessible to people. And if that makes people using healthcare more frequently, then that's perfect. Uh, what's your favorite postings that you like to have out there? Oh, that's a good question. I... I always love talking about thyroid health and stress or cortisol okay. as far as hormones go. It's, it's always been a passion of mine. I previously have had a job where I worked in lab testing. And so I got to see all of these numbers, all this information as it relates to the thyroid and cortisol regulation. And I became a super nerd in that. And so whenever I get the opportunity to do a post on the thyroid or talk about cortisol, I soak that right up. Exactly. And someone, you know, is being told everything's fine, it looks fine, but they're having these symptoms. It's so discouraging. And so many people have been in that hurt. The biggest thing I tell people, which is actually my favorite thing to tell people, is to eat more. And I see this with women more than men, especially women that are active is, you know, if they're thinking about weight or they're thinking about health, they might not be eating enough food to support the stress in their life, their activity, et cetera. And I like to call the thyroid the drama queen of the body because it reacts to everything and it does, um, it. but it reacts to under eating. It reacts to stress. And so more often than not, I'm telling people, well, maybe we need to make sure we're eating enough, even eating enough carbs too. Our next dietitian comes from Tuesday at the dot cancer nutritionist. She helps break down the myths and informs us on the facts about science regarding diet and cancer. 
Well, my name is Tuesday. I am an online dietitian and I work mostly with cancer survivors, uh, kind of regaining confidence after cancer in terms of eating because it definitely can be scary for them um, and they don't know what to eat. They don't know what's going to increase risk of recurrence or um, what can reduce risk. So I'm there to kind of help them build that confidence back up. What do you feel that people seem to get wrong or confused the most? I think it's a limit. It's like focusing on very specific foods as this is the cure. I have to eat this or this is going to kill me and I can't eat that right. um, is what I find. And whether it be sugar or grains or I've heard like chicken, like literally anything I've heard it probably where someone says I'm eating this because it's going to make me better or I'm avoiding it because it's going to make me worse. Um, um, and it's more about balance and just kind of, I notice a lot of people get away from the big picture and focus way too intently on details. The sugar and cancer always is something that gets like attention when I post anything about that because that is like the biggest myth and kind of misconception. So that's definitely a big one um, that I talk about a lot on my social media. But within coaching, I just focus more on like what they can add to their diet to make them healthier versus like what you can subtract. Third, we talk with Allie Landry at Make Life Peachy. Allie is an expert RD helping her clients find food freedom, body confidence, and how to stop dieting and start living. How are you liking it? Are you loving the virtual entity of it? Yeah, so I was not expecting to launch a virtual private practice. Uh, thanks to COVID, it happened, but after I became a dietitian, I immediately started working at Texas Children's Hospital, which I absolutely love. But when COVID hit, uh, they started letting people go. And so I was working as a temporary dietitian and was one of the first to get laid off. And so I was planning on going back to the hospital, but then no one was really hiring. COVID wasn't slowing down. And so I was like, you know what? My dream has always been to launch a private practice. And so I figured, why not try? And it, it took off. Um, so what's your nutrition message? I would say at the base of it is that restriction isn't healthy, right? Like healthy eating doesn't have to be a restriction or diet, which I think most people think of when they're like, oh, I'm being healthy. It's the immediate thought is restricting. What are you not eating? And so I want to switch that to healthy is what can you add to your meal? You want it more when you tell yourself you can't have it. So I actually tell my clients, yeah, you, you have unconditional permission to eat. You can eat whatever you want. And they just look at me with a shocked face. <laughs> They're like, well, what about, you know, this is unhealthy. It's not good for me. And so the way I go about that is removing those healthy and unhealthy labels. Because, you know, labeling something as healthy and labeling something else as unhealthy tends to be tied to good and bad. And also healthy and unhealthy is very subjective, right? If, if a certain food is healthy to you, someone else might be allergic and therefore it's not healthy for them. And so just removing food labels can be really helpful because when you have that healthy or unhealthy or good or bad type of food, 
that's when it makes it more desirable and you're more likely to put it off limits or overeat it when you are allowed to have it. Our fourth dietitian is Kalitha Anderson on this episode, Making It Work For You. We talk all things about motivation, mindset, and goals. I call myself like that life cheerleader, right? I just really want to encourage people, like, you can live healthy too. Don't look at where you are. I don't care if you're diagnosed as, you know, morbidly obese or whatever the case may be. Whatever label or diagnosis that, you know, is put on you, okay, we're going to take that information in. But let's use these tools and tips to empower you to make more sensible choices in your eating and overall well-being. Taking that fear away and, you know, just letting them know off the bat, like, I'm here as one of your health allies. I'm not here to take anything away from you because when they come in, they're scared. They're like, oh, my goodness. Is she going to be the food one? Am I never going to have my favorite fill in the blank again? Um, am I going to lose control, so on and so forth? So right off of that, you know, I'm coming in. Hey, I'm a food friend here. We're going to learn together. I'm on this journey with you right along. And I'm here to be a part of your team. But I love college football, right? So they have different different coaches, right? It's not just up to the head coach. You have an offensive coordinator. You have a defensive coordinator. You've got special team coach, so on and so forth, right? So I I take that same aspect and I flip it into their well-being. Our fifth dietitian is our friend Karina at All Foods Fit Nutritionist. She helps break down the diet BS in this episode titled Fasting, Carbs, and Detoxing. Oh my. Okay, I am Karina. I'm a registered dietitian and I own my own business where I help women find their own healthy, well-balanced diet that includes all foods. Um, I also, in addition, work as a renal dietitian. I decided about last year during the pandemic to start my own business. Um, And that was really fueled by when I was working in, um, in a clinical setting as a dietitian, when I would see almost probably 90% of the people that I would see would always have some kind of rule that they would have to explain to me around food. They would tell me, I can't eat this. I can't, you know, eat this on this day or eat this at this certain time. Um, My doctor told me I couldn't eat this. And there was just so much confusion around food and so many people trying to avoid and restrict certain foods. And it was really difficult to try to explain to someone in one session that it is okay to eat all foods, that there is nothing wrong with carbs, that sugar isn't addicting, that you can find a healthy way to balance all the foods that you like in moderation. And I just felt really defeated with trying to help these people in such a short time that I felt motivated to start my own business so that I could 
dedicate the time, work with someone individually, and really help them understand the nutrition basics so that they don't feel worried or concerned or confused or frustrated with their nutrition. That really stuck with me, all foods fit, because it's the truth. All foods can fit into a healthy diet, and there's just no reason to avoid or restrict any foods unless you are allergic to it or have a medical condition where you need to limit certain nutrients. Carbs are just so demonized in the world. And the key message that if I could give anyone who's listening, carbs are our main source of energy for our brains and our bodies, our muscles. They literally help you get out of bed, get ready and go to work. And our sixth and final RD comes from one of the best sports nutrition experts in the field, Jennifer Giles. This episode will be airing next week, but I wanted to give you a glimpse on her expertise in this specialized topic because she is leading the way. All right. Well, my name is Jennifer Giles, and I am a sports dietitian nutritionist. I've had a private practice for 23 years now. And basically what I do is I work with all types of athletes, from recreational athletes to college athletes, high school athletes, Olympic hopefuls, and adult athletes uh, in the endurance world, triathlon, running, marathoning. So um, I teach them, or give them the tools, rather, to improve their performance and get bigger, faster, stronger, better through nutrition. I think that so much misinformation out there and people are reading things or seeing something on Instagram or hearing something from a teammate or a coach about, you know, the latest fad diet or, or you know, try keto or try paleo or let's be vegan. Or, and all of these things aren't really um, said in, in the right way. Like they're hearing it in, a, in a different way from someone else that's not their specific goal. So they're listening to somebody else's goals and somebody else's needs and not their own. So much fluff out there, and you really—I, as you know, just a practitioner—really have to break it all down and give them the right information and um, clear that confusion up a lot. And then we still want to be active and healthy. So just having all that knowledge carrying you through not only your sport but to keep you active and healthy for a long time um, really makes you feel good. Like it makes you feel strong, it makes you feel alive, it makes you feel energetic. And that is the key at the end of the day. It's feeling good because that's your motivating factor for eating healthy forever. And that's really what I love about this profession the most. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining me on this episode, which maybe should be titled, Who Knew It Was National Register Dietitian Day? <laughs> and now you know, yes, it's a real thing, but maybe this sheds some light on something you did not know, thanks to our RD experts. And until next time, thank you so much for joining us on the Daily Dietitian Podcast. <laughs>